Loud Podcast. We're talking about Intimate Podcast. A podcast. Merry Mini Monday, Chunkies. I'm Carter. In this endlessly resonating chamber of serenity, bathed <laughs> in the light of the sound of my friend's beautiful voices, I am known as Doge. The vibrato was not coming naturally, so I did have to shake my entire upper body <laughs> to get that sound to come out. I'm Jordan. <laughs> you had to shake that money maker. My money maker is my torso, just to be do clear. <laughs> do you think I harmonize? Money maker is legs up. I mean, there's very few people who money maker is legs down. That's Soccer true. players, Usain uh, Bolt. I think there's an entire subsection <laughs> of the internet that would fully disagree with you. No, legs down. I didn't say waist down. No, I'm, Once talking, the about, legs I'm start. talking about them tootsies, baby. Oh, selling feet, the feet yeah. sellers, yeah. them too. So really, so really, it's only feet sellers, There's athletes, feet and Usain sellers. Bolt. Yes. What is what is Usain Bolt if not an athlete? He's the personification of sport. I think he he's more than sport. an athlete. He at is point. sport. <laughs> because his name is Usain Bolt. Bolt and is he's perfect. fast as a lightning bolt. Right? Yeah. Right? When I saw yeah, him in a Gatorade be, commercial, I was like, duh. It would be like if Michael yep. Jordan's name was James Dunkington. Dude, t- there's actually a Tim Duncan, by the way, who's an incredibly famous. And he do be Duncan. He do be. We can't forget about Duncan. Can't forget about Anthony Weiner. Also, can the three perfectly named people in the world. Yes. <laughs> Elon Musk, known for smelling good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Jack Black, notably a swing. Notably white. white name. Notably yeah, Jack White. Though. Actually, he's white. Got it Jack right white. There. Jack White though is already taken, which is probably why he Didn't had to go. Didn't they do black. a project Translucent. called Jack Gray? Yes. So. No, yeah. they only ever talked about it. I don't think they ever actually oh, released man. anything. Man, that's a bummer. Yeah. What a miss. Yeah, big bummer. Uh, another big miss, uh, for those of you playing box office ball or even care about those box office numbers, Elemental made more money last weekend than The Flash. Did you know that? that I think me. so. The Flash yeah, saw a 73% decrease. Man. After its opening weekend. No That is abysmal. Way. Are you serious? <laughs> so people that have seen it, I have not I have not heard from anybody who we saw it and disliked it. Everybody said, it's like pretty fine. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, cool. Do you know who yeah. else? Do you know what other movie everybody that I talked to liked until they realized that they were tricking themselves? Batman vs. Superman, Dom Justice. Not at all. Hated it the second I walked out of it. There you go. This brings about an interesting conversation that I don't even know our podcast <laughs> Our podcast itself as an environment is the most appropriate for, but it's fine. I have us another space. But so Elemental, Pixar's made a bunch of stuff and it's phenomenal. Sure have. Always so good. But every now and then, Elemental comes out and you're like, it's just elements in Zootopia. You know, it just yep. feels like yep. something we've seen before, but people are saying, hey man, don't it's sleep on Elemental. Out with water. They're like, hey, don't yeah. sleep on don't don't sleep on Elemental, man. Don't do I that. Don't sleep on Elemental. And people are saying like, yo, everybody talking about that first episode of Secret Invasion. Don't sleep on Secret Invasion. Right. There's been a lot of stuff out there in Marvel. Everyone in our Discord, especially, maybe on the verge of leaving us forever because none of us have seen Andor. Right here it is, <laughs> tagged at the end of all this stuff. If you don't love me at my no thanks Andor, then you don't deserve me at my uh, yes please uh, everything else. So I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's a good point. Here's what that's I want to do. Marilyn Monroe quote for you. 
I want us to start something new for conversations like this because it feels, as, as a researcher myself, one mm. uh, just on the precipice of now of collecting data for my own research and hopefully becoming Dr. Chunk someday, I think it's time that we take a step into the laboratory. We beep Dr. Mm-hmm. Brown, message Dr. Malcolm, DM Dexter, and head over to the laboratory. Here in the laboratory, mm. here's what I'd like from us. DD. Let's hypothesize. That's the beautiful thing about research, man. Just throw stuff against the wall. And most I of these things are like, huh? I said I love hypothesizing. Oh, yeah. Big hypothesizing with is? no consequences. Yeah, why no do consequences you and I can't be proven wrong. Exactly. So here's I the can questions. say whatever I want. Be like, just wondering. I have two research questions for us today. One of them is, is simply, it, it's too vague for actual research, but why? Let's have a conversation as to mm-hmm. why are we out on these three things? And specifically, I'd probably want to spend most of my attention on elemental. Because as far yeah. as I can see, the correlation between Marvel and Star Wars was not only was there so much of it, there was a lot of bad of it. But as sure. far as yeah. Pixar goes, not nearly as many misses. Mm. So why am right. I and why are we? Sure. I don't even bring this up if it wasn't all of us. It feels like we're sure. on the same page here. Uh, and then the second question I want to ask is, what is the thing that maybe doesn't have necessarily the, the breadth of a Marvel or a Star Wars in terms of IP, but there's been a lot of it and you have never been out and why, you know? Like what's mm. keeping you in? Still excited every time. Still excited every time. We talked about it a little bit and even joked about it. For me specifically, Elemental did feel so similar. It feels no different. And I don't think I'm comparing it to everything else Pixar has done as I am just this formula for so many animated movies. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think think Elemental lands in this spot for me where... So Pixar, Coco to me is the last truly great movie that Pixar made. Mm. Phenomenal. Coco is unbelievably good. And since then, it's felt like, you know, there's some some pretty blatant money grabs that just didn't catch my attention. I have not seen Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, um, Cars 9 or whatever. They Encanto um, is not Pixar, uh, I right? will. Encanto is not Pixar. Yeah. Encanto, Encanto is, is Disney good. Animation Studios. It's great. Uh, but it's not Pixar, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the Soul You have me, seen Cars 3, by the way. We did do a Patreon episode about Cars 3. That was 3. before Coco, though, huh? No, that was after Coke. Oh, was it? I, I don't think know, it was actually. before. I think it was before. Um, Maybe. Either way, yes, you're right. Um, but I, I saw Soul. It's fine. It was fine. Yeah. I know yeah. a lot of people really loved it. I don't want to take that away from them. It's just, it was okay to me. Um, I don't know. Did you see I, Luca? I, no. Luca was fine. Yeah. It was fine. Do you see just, what the word fine. we keep using, though? It yeah. just feels like Pixar, to me, has kind of lost its touch. Yeah. And I'm not saying it ha- it is lost beyond regaining whatsoever. I think that Pixar has earned way too much um, respect for me to think that they can never get that touch back. But I'm just waiting for <laughs> yeah. the next thing that feels original, which Soul, to its credit, fully original. And very really, much so. Really, there were, really, there were really, concepts really in Soul that were really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it just really didn't awesome. grab me. It just what, didn't what were your thoughts much. on Soul, Carter? I like Soul. I think I loved ultimately like the culture of it. I loved the music. Yeah, I yeah. loved the graphics. I loved the interpretation of like an afterlife. Yeah, uh, was incredibly interesting. It was just also like, explored in Coco in a weird way. Like yeah, a lot yeah, of fascination yeah. Fascination. It was just like questions. Our lead was not as 
uh, quirky's not the word. It felt like the lead wasn't as interesting. Like Tina Fey's character was great. Yeah. But it just didn't feel like there were, I don't know, tons, tons of yeah. layers. I don't know. Can I be honest yeah. with you? I think that Brave is the most underrated Pixar movie to come out in the last 10 years. I think that Brave is really think excellent. It's good. Really? I've seen Brave one time and did not remember <laughs> loving it. I really liked yeah. it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's the best. Coco's sure. the best to come out in the last 10 years. But Coco's Coco amazing. is rated correctly. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the thing with Pixar is symptomatic. Uh, like I think a couple of things. Number one, we're all growing older and be aging bad. out of yeah, the target valid. demo small of Pixar movies. Yeah. And so like a small sample size, but us, we're never ever going to have a movie hit mm-hmm. us and blow us away the way like Toy Story through Finding yeah. Nemo did. Where it's yeah. just like there is nothing like <clears throat> this because I think we're older and not as susceptible to those kinds of films anymore. I think there really at the time had never been anything like that. And mm-hmm. it's it's not an emerging medium anymore. Pixar's not this like scrappy underdog studio doing stuff nobody's ever seen before. You know They're what? Like I, a big industry powerhouse. I feel like that like scrappy underdog, like what is happening in yeah. this has moved to like Sony Pictures Animation. Agreed. With yeah. things like Spider-Verse, things like the Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, I think even DreamWorks taking a page out of the book with the new Puss in Boots movie. That's great. I think yeah. the Nickelodeon animation with the new uh <laughs> Ninja Turtles stuff. We've been like, watching the challenge. MTV's the challenge. It's a competition reality show that like <clears throat> it's like physical to the max. And they always have a sponsor during one of the episodes that's like, usually it's Burger King. It's like Burger King sponsored this, and the winner of today gets a whopper feast, and they get to invite five friends or whatever. Like it's just to get money to pay for the show. And th- we just watched an episode from last summer that was like and sponsoring today's challenge is DreamWorks Animation's Puss in Boots, <laughs> The Last Wish, or whatever it's called. Yeah. And it was like yeah. the whole time everybody was uh, doing the competition, there's a little Chiron in the bottom uh, corner of Puss in Boots, like fencing. I don't know. It, it killed me. <laughs> it just felt like the most like, it just felt like the most like capitalism in everything moment, but it yeah, made sure. me laugh a lot. I don't know. Yeah. I saw somebody today it's interesting this conversation about growing older and almost like aging out of Pixar, which I never want to do. I will fight tooth and nail to stay. Well, it feels like Pixar actively tries not to do that. Agreed. And I do do think that the problem is deeper than that. I do think the scripts are weaker and the animation is less game-changing. Yeah, I do want to say too, before Jordan gets to his point, I remember when there were going to be multiple Pixar movies released in one year. Yeah. How, like, yeah, I remember the feeling of that, of like excited, but like, oh, can they do this? Because when you knew, like around Christmas or the summer, yeah. whenever it was, that was its regular when release time. Nemo was going to come out. Bro, when, when the it, yeah. new Pixar thing was what everybody was talking about. Yeah. Which yeah. is also Marvel, if we're drawing correlations. Marvel was the same way. <laughs> For sure. Anyways. Also Star Wars. Also Star Wars. It used Wars. to be special well, because Star Wars had a special gap anymore. too, right? Yeah. It is pop yeah. culture. It's back a for the 90s. Gaps. Yeah. Yeah, I I earlier today I saw a, a friend of mine um, at at the place I work um, come in and sit down with like a protein bar and a drink and like curl up in a chair and just like giggle about something somebody said, and I was just like, man, I love seeing what somebody was probably like as a kid come out as an adult because it was like fully like knees and legs up in the chair, just like zoned out face eating a protein yeah. bar and just like idly laughing at something somebody said yeah. in the room. And I was like, man, I bet this is exactly what you were like as a child. And it, it, I don't know. Something about that made me think of like, I don't ever want to... <clears throat> I think there's an increasing... Um, 
I think it's like almost a response to or a continuation of the like hipster movement of the like 2010 to 2015 that everybody was a hipster that nobody understood. Um, I think a continuation of that movement maybe is this like trying, caring, giving effort isn't cool. Do you know what I mean? And I just just don't ever want to be that person. So I don't want to fault Pixar for swinging because I do think it's cool to try and care. I genuinely do. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel like, it feels like the magic's gone. And I think I could appreciate yeah. the magic if it was still here. I really think that. You know I what, think though? the other thing is the scripts are not as universal. Because I mm-hmm, think like sure. Pixar, if I think of like original Pixar, it's like every single kid, when they close the door to their bedroom, they're like, I bet my toys came to life right. when I'm not looking. Right. Yes, dude. Every single kid, when they're laying down to go to sleep, is like, there's probably a monster in my closet. Right. Gosh, monsters. Yeah, everybody knows so what superheroes are. Like, it's so much more right. universal. And I think even things like Inside Out is like everybody has Inside these Out's emotions so and it Inside Out somehow managed to feel universal in a way that I think Elemental is the most direct comparison. Just, yeah. I've never, ever thought like, oh, dirt and water are probably neighbors, huh? <laughs> but never, I've never thought that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I thought that, but it was <laughs> way more creative than what I've seen in the trailers. I think one way quickly, and then we'll move on to our second question after sure. ads. We'll go to ads in a little bit. But one thing that I feel like might be a good measurable for us as we were talking about this is... I guess we need only look to Halloween. What are kids wearing? Right? Yeah. It's like, there's still woodies and buzzes out there. And yes, they have spread something that they knew was world-changing in movies and telling stories. And they've stretched it over two and a half decades, right? But it's still there. And it wasn't until like, I saw a lot of kids dressed as Coco with their parents, right? It's not like that can't come in and take somebody's spot. I saw baby Yoda's. Like, I saw some little Mandos. Light himself on fire this year and be like, it's elemental. No, I'm saying it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's there's something be that, wet. there's some barometer in us <laughs> that's like that's not it. Even as an adult, in whatever we can still attune ourselves to of like how kids feel about the world. But the kids I know, it's fun. I think it stands out if it's like I'm. You know, there's there's plenty of TV shows I know nothing about for little kids. And it's like a little Let's superhero. It's going to be and Mario some member of Paw Patrol. It'll be yeah, Mario for sure. Be Mario Mario's coming year. back. But I don't yep. think Pixar is not capable of it. I think they're no, still capable not at all. of no. not at all. doing things like I, that. I think that I've never seen Elemental. I, I probably won't until it comes to streaming, and even then we'll see. But I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it. And I would bet uh, a solid uh, 10 US dollars that there is a Watergate joke somewhere in that movie for mm. the adults. Possibly. Mm. Possibly. Uh, do we feel anything left from this first question unanswered? I mean, it feels I like we, we've got all we the right. I mean, we solved it definitively. Solved it. I think. All right. So we'll just don't ask away. again. I think we. I think we know the answer yeah. now. Yeah. If you need the answer, we'll only refer to this because we don't necessarily have the energy to tell you again. I'll send you the timestamp of this yeah. episode when I solved it on air for you. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, let's take a break. We need it. We need an ad break to like rest our brains a little bit. You know. We're back. Let's talk, touch on this second question. My brain is so rested. My, wow, my brain is so fresh. rested. It's, I have so many new thoughts now. So many brand brain. new thoughts. This one might be a shorter answer, but... Elemental just for the boys. It's felament, felimental. Felimental. This one's for the fellas. This one's a haunted house. It's called Dang. Come now. Come now. Uh, Twilight fans, Bellamental. Nice. This one, this one's a haunted house. It's called Skelemental. Oh, we got another one. Back to the well. Wellamental. Oops. Oh, 
what does she sell? Shellamental. <laughs> I don't know. She's um, elemental, sea shellamental by the seashore. Shoramental. Um, <laughs> the second question was, is there something right now that has a lot of iterations of it and you're just still in no matter what? And why is hmm. that? I'm not, I'm still not tired of Fast and Furious from the moment that yeah. I caught up to it. But there is an interesting thing too, to where if we go back to the first question, if someone had never seen Pixar before and they're binging as much Pixar as they possibly can, are they just high off of that? And mm-hmm. now their fervor for seeing more Pixar is at a peak because they just want to go see all the mm. Pixar. I don't know. Do any Pixar movies have Jason Momoa uh, painting the nails of two corpses? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. In I a way that makes like Vin that Diesel would, angry? Yeah, I sort of feel like that would change things. Mm-hmm. Um, can I be honest with you? Is that okay? Nothing? Is this a yeah. safe space? Is it nothing? Yeah. I think the answer is nothing. And here's what I mean by that. I think that my- Not Harry Potter. I think that, no. I think yeah. that my personality, it, I think I am so willing, and it's, a, it's, it's both a good and a bad thing for me, but I think that I am so willing to cut virtually anything out of my life. Like, I think I'm just so willing to be like, mm, this no longer serves me. Like, <laughs> blamp, get rid of Moving it. If, if I'm not enjoying it or if it's not whatever. And um, sometimes that sometimes that's not a good trait to have, for instance, if it's people. But um, I think when it's, when it's media, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> uh, I think when it's media, I just... I'm willing to give things second chances for sure. I definitely am. But I, I just think that there comes a point when I'm like, I know that this is a losing battle and mm-hmm. I'm just going to get my hopes up with this 8 out of 10 and there will never yeah. be another 10 out of 10 for this. Yeah. And I, I also think sometimes I'm able to be like, and that's okay, let's keep watching. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like, I'll use Star Wars as an example. I think I'll end up watching Andor someday when I'm old and gray. But I just think... That right now, there's so many other things that are good, getting yeah, better, yeah. and actively improving on themselves yeah. that I'm just not willing. It's the same reason I haven't even considered starting to play Jedi Survivor yet. I will. I'll do yeah. that before Andor. Guaranteed. But yeah. I just think I have a hard time being like, <clears throat> yeah, Star Wars, you're always good, so why not try again? It's like, mm, Star Wars, you're sometimes pretty good, yeah. And I think that's good enough. <laughs> and yeah. I think you were accidentally good for Andor and Jedi Survivor. I think yeah. So, yeah, I think maybe, you didn't yeah. you don't know what worked about them. No, I yeah. think it's I think so I think anything that has I think the biggest symptom is anything that has like there's a TV branch and a movie branch and a video game branch and a comics yeah, branch. Yeah, but like, if it's all cinematic TV, universes. I'm in. Yep. There's yeah. a lot of things that I'll just I'll man, they just need a better season. Or I can tell this season was a fill-of-the-gap season and there's still yeah. things I enjoyed about it. Yep. Don't give me a, a TV, discounted TV lot more version grace. of something that should be movies, you know? Nah. Yeah, sure. I think for me, there are very few franchises that I'm just like, ooh, a new blank. Like, I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, ooh, a new Star Wars. Ooh, a new Marvel. I'm, <clears throat> I'm in regardless. Yeah. I think- Specific uh, creators, is that what you're about to say? I think specific creators, yeah, I think as far as great. franchises go, maybe Zelda is the only one that I'm like, ooh, no matter what, I'm in 100%. Uh, I cannot think of another franchise. And I'm sure as soon as we, as soon as I'm editing this episode, I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah dude, you should have said these four things. But sure. I think like there are creators, like new Denis Villeneuve, I don't care what it Always. is, I'm going to go see it. Always. Yeah. New Jordan Peele, I don't care what it is, I'm going to go see it. I also mm-hmm. think there's something to be said for, there's a lot of things that only have one really good thing out. 
that I'm excited for the next one to see if hmm. it is, man, this studio rules or... Uh, for yeah. instance, I haven't started it yet, but season two of The Bear is getting crazy yeah, dude, buzz. Sure. I just know yeah. it's yeah. going to smack. Because yeah. season one's phenomenal. So I'm so excited about season two. I just, I'm playing uh, through Hades right now just kind of for fun. Cool. Um, and Hades 2 comes out soon. Uh, you better Couple believe months, I'm getting right? uh, I think it's actually in like alpha this year and actually out next year. Which is Oh no, I thought it was like a late summer I release. Know. I thought I, it was like August. Uh, I think it's fall. It's out in alpha on PC. <laughs> Rider Strike, bro. Oh, man. It even but, affects hell. <laughs> but there's... There's things like that where it's like there's one really good thing out and I'm excited to see what comes next, but I don't know that there's any franchises that just have my undying loyalty. Like yeah, a, a logo true. that you see if you see a logo, it's like, ooh, a new Indiana Jones or like a new right. Transformers. I will see. Here's what I've like, decided for me in terms of a flavor for a production company. I'll see any A24 movie by myself in a theater. Yes, sir. I don't care what yes, it yeah. is. I'm in yep. for any. I don't, I don't care, dude. It, it takes me places. Nothing else is taking me right now. And I'm like, okay. Even if Comedy, it rips your yeah, heart out of your sure. chest. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. I'm terrified now. I'm not gonna So sleep. it fine. sounds like what I'm hearing us say is, is that we have a hard time investing. I think season two of a TV show is maybe an outlier. But like for me, I have a hard time investing in... Uh, like I, I have a hard time wanting to watch Secret Invasion, even though I know it's yeah. good. Because yeah. I think there's... We've maybe talked about it on the show before. There's the analogy of like when you're telling a story every detail that you share with your your listener or your viewer is a brick that they're putting picking up and putting in their backpack sure. they're carrying on their journey with you. And they're doing that in good faith that eventually you're going to get where you're going and these yeah. bricks are going to be used to build something they've never seen before. Yeah, right. yeah. And I think Marvel or has overloaded before, my backpack. I would say build something Or at least satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Marvel has overloaded my, my backpack. Sure. And like, I'm a comic book fan. <laughs> so I'm used to having a pretty full backpack. Right. Uh, but I think there's just, I have so little faith that any of these big mega franchises are going to actually use all the bricks they're telling me I really do super important have to carry to build anything worthwhile. I think we are yeah. in the era of, if I may, I think it's sounding like for the three of us, the most important quality is not franchise, branding, or world that something is set in, but the most important thing is actually vision. And it sounds like we're yeah. really, truly in the era of I'm following creators more than I am following their creation. Yeah, I'm so, not even yeah. I'm not even out on Survivor ever until Jeff Probst is gone. Correct, right? Because I know he's more than the host, and so Correct. it's like because oh, I like shoot. Jeff more than I, I like better Survivor. have. Right. I'll be reading the articles with a fine tooth comb, making sure who his predecessor is before. Correct. I just sign my life away and continued. I'll watch whatever the but next like, season is. Whatever Vince Gilligan makes next, I'm in. Whatever, sure. uh, what yeah. is it? Is it Phil, by the way, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, or is it, do I have those backwards? Yeah. Phil Lord and Chris no, Miller. Right. Dude, whatever they make next, I'm absolutely watching. Ethan Vince Cohen Gilligan, has a new by the way, without has... his brother. But yes, I'm yes, down for that. It looks great. Uh, you mentioned Vince Gilligan. His next project is confirmed to be an Apple TV Plus original series yep. starring Rhea Seahorn. Yes, series. sir. I want Rhea Seahorn to be the biggest name. She's yeah. She she's is the incredible dude, unsung, but also kind of sung hero. Also appropriately of sung, yeah. Better Call Saul. She's phenomenal, phenomenal. Her direction in the episode she directed was incredible. Yeah. I'm just obsessed with her. She's unbelievable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so good. But yeah, that's great. It's creators. Uh, you know, there's actors that I'm interested in anything that they do, but also know that it doesn't feel as strong to me, sure, as following a creator. Sure. Yeah. Else. Man, well I think done. that's why we like that's why we like Vin so much, because Vin yeah, is like genuinely like I, it sounds like a joke, but Vin 
Vin is a creator. And like, I really (laughs) am so, I don't even know if I like or appreciate, but I am so intrigued by his vision for what a blockbuster should be. That's good. That I'm going to watch every Fast and Furious movie forever because of his very unique and special brain. Yeah. Do you guys on TikTok or um, I guess Carter in a few months when you get it on Instagram Reels, the guy you see it on Facebook. (laughs) The guy that does, uh, I think, I can't remember what he sings. It's like crazy something Friday night. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh-huh. What does he sing? What's the words? Do you know what I'm talking oh. Crazy. It's just Crazy Friday Night. Crazy Friday Night or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever he sings. And he's just like, he's like, what's up, everybody? It's just this old guy. He's like, I'm out on the beach. Uh, it's time again. Here we go. Crazy Friday Night. Cra- and it's like, it's the weirdest thing it's I've so ever strange. seen in my life. I followed him. And that is Vin Diesel to me, where it's just like, I'm not I'm not watching this dude's TikToks because I'm like, man, he's funny. I'm watching it because yeah. like, he's funny. How like, interesting. He's an interesting fella. He, yep. it's, it's accidental postmodern art. 100%. With no, 100%. It's accidental like visual wow. Dadaism. It's Jackson yep. Pollock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it. like, is this art? If you say it is. Yeah. Mm, okay. You definitely think You're consuming it, is, it so. so it must be. I might be missing something, or maybe you are. I'm intrigued if you are missing something. I'm in. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's going to be a good segue for our episode tomorrow because we're talking about a Wes Anderson movie, and there's a lot of people, and that's part of why I wanted to bring up this question for us today. By the way, good work in the lab, boys. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks. In the thanks. laboratory. We're out here changing uh, is, the world, is, saving lives. Um, you know, there's a ton of people that it feels like are going to, they're uh, loyal and are going to see every Wes Anderson thing. Mm-hmm. And, I think of Barbenheimer, which is something that we'll be doing as a podcast. Very and exciting. We didn't come up with that wait. name that's all over the internet. We got a tag. I do think we said it before ours. I read it anywhere. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It came to us I've organically. Seen, I've seen Barbieheimer, like B-A-R-B-I-Heimer. Uh, I haven't seen Barbenheimer. Okay, that's fine. Barbenheimer sounds much more powerful. It's yeah, definitely it like triple IPA for sure. But <laughs> yeah. Barbenheimer, uh, both Greta Gerwig so and Chris Nolan in different ways, right? They have the same yeah. thing too. Yep. I'm more Greta right now. Same, I think weirdly. I think I am too. Here's what's so interesting. Although, I don't know if y'all followed the poll on Instagram. We had over 100 people respond to a poll that we had on Instagram. That was basically saying like, hey, these are both coming out. What are you most excited for, most excited for if you had to pick one between Oppenheimer and Barbie? And about 68% said Barbie. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm there as well. However... I mean, it's Oppenheimer. Christopher, no, Christopher Nolan. Oppenheimer looks incredible. Pretty much never yeah. lets me down. I even love Tenet, and I know that's sort of his oh, most same. like controversial. I still haven't seen Tenet. I, though. I haven't seen Tenet. I haven't either. Tenet's awesome. Mm-hmm. I I love Christopher Nolan, and I love Killian Murphy. So I am. Yeah. Oh, I'm so stoked out of my gourd. This is his. Yeah, I feel like this is his most like star-studded cast too. Hundo. It's pretty up One there. Billion. I. It, it really doesn't. I I am intrigued by awards season. I love award season. It is a bit of a crossover of my love for the Bravo channel because here's real people not playing (laughs) their characters, but they're dressed nice and they have a lot of expensive things and there's maybe drama. But this could be Murphy's, I mean, he'll he'll be nominated, I'm sure. I hope so. For this. And I think that'd be so fun because he's amazing. Has Nolan ever been nominated for Best Picture? Has to have been. Has to have been. I bet Dark Knight was. Interstellar was might have it? been. I can look that up for us. I don't think that Dark Knight was because I uh, think Black Panther made history for being the first superhero feature nominated for really? Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Knight was I don't think the, Dark the first to get an acting. I I, yeah. I would be shocked if Nolan's never been nominated for Best he Picture or have, Best Director. 
Regardless, yeah, yeah. Oppenheimer feels the most baity for the Oscar, the most like yeah. potential yeah. for Oscars. That one in like Dunkirk feels the most like something the Academy. Would He's love. been nominated yeah. for five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but for directing, though, Dunkirk is yeah, that makes sense. Is it? Everything else has been writing. He got writing yeah. for Memento, Inception, Dunkirk. No but- prestige. No, no prestige. Interesting. But mm-hmm. I think, yeah, you're right. I think especially with the historical relevance, the context yeah, of biopic. Oscars love that loves stuff. that. I think that's also a part of it is like, as somebody who really likes Christopher Nolan, knowing that he's such a history nerd and gets to make this yeah. movie about yeah, history dude. makes me excited yeah. because I know this is like, he's been stoked yeah. about this. This is like anytime Cameron goes underwater. Yep. Hunt, yeah. Dude, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. dude yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Anytime Nolan's somebody like, describe- there were Brits doing something important, Okay. <laughs> what you mean? They I heard somebody describe this movie as as the Avengers for nerds, <laughs> which is exciting. <laughs> so just the because it is like Einstein. Yeah, it's just like everybody's here. Einstein and J. Robert Oppenheimer. On over under on over under on. Uh, I am become death destroyer of worlds. Hundred hundred so? percent in. So it's going to happen. Hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's the final line of the movie. I think I am become death, destroyer of worlds, cut to black. Ooh, probably a, probably a Hans Zimmer. Pre-emptive Do you think is Hans, yeah. time. is Hans up on that boy? I actually don't think it is. <gasps> I actually don't think it's Hans on this one. Who is it? Let me check. I, I want to say Ludwig Goranson, but I oh, might be wrong. Also oh. I love yeah, that Goranson. It's Ludwig. Ludwig. Yep. Uh, he, this is his second time working with Nolan. He did Tenet with him. Tenet's, Tenet's pretty good. I feel like a lot of people didn't like it. I liked it. As we... I didn't see it. It's like wrap this episode. I have a big announcement. Oh. I forgot already. Oh, yeah. I forgot already. <clears throat> we don't Friends know of ours. This. Only Carter knows this. Friends of the podcast, Courtney and Caleb Smith, are looking to adopt a child. Uh, and they had a fundraiser. So if you know of any. Yes, silent auction. So if you know of any unclaimed babies. Silent auctioned uh, several things as like fundraising. Two Chunks was one of the sponsors for that. We were able to basically say, hey, we will put up for auction the opportunity to pick a movie for us to review. Any movie. By the way, all the warm and fuzzies that they even thought the, yeah. of us for the. I that mean, I'm so blown yeah. away. Blown I'm away. Incredibly honored. So honored. We made a list of like some 30 odd people that, and it's, it's just awesome. It's awesome to be a part of that community. That was so cool. Yeah. Um, and so we had a winner named Abby Watson. Abby DM'd us on Two Chunks and a Hunk, and she has made a decision as, well, as to what she wants to do. First of all, congratulations, Abby. Congrats, Thank you for spending Abby Watson. For the op- I don't really want to know how much we cost, I don't want to know. Will it make, do you think it would make us feel better or worse? That's why I don't want to know. <laughs> Fair. $12. <laughs> yeah, if the world so knew I'm, that's all it cost. <laughs> so I'm six and you guys are each three in that case, right? That's probably it. Two chunks yeah. and a hunk. Yes. Um, she has chosen the movie for us to review. I'm so nervous. It is one we have not done before, which by the way, we all agreed we would do one we've done before. Yeah. We're totally down yeah. for that. Uh-huh. It is the movie version of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Joseph and the Technicolored Dreamcoat. Ooh. Oh, cool. With Donny Osmond. Have you seen that? I've heard the soundtrack. I grew up on this. I did close every door. VHS. Performance lab. Yes. (laughs) Joseph and the Technicolored Dreamcoat. 
is coming to a Two Chunks near cool. you. Cool. Heck yeah. To that's review. awesome. Going to be that's so exciting. interesting, Abby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To end today's episode, I'd love to have your name. And give me the name of a musical that you are currently working on, because I know you are, mm-hmm. biblically based musical that you were working done. on. I was already I'd love a name joke on accident. This might be tough because, uh, you know, it's a little bit outside of our career zones, our comfort zones. But if you can manage that. <laughs> some, bi- some Bible music. Think you can handle that? <laughs> if you like to talk to tomatoes. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm still thinking. You already have it? You already have yours? I was accidentally thinking of this joke separately from you saying it. Wow. Don't worry. I'm, fudge- I'm fudging too. the rules appropriately. Because I'm asking for the title of your musical. Oh, yeah. No, I got it. Oh, hey, hey, I got it. Speaking of the Bible, I cleared Hades for the first time last night. Um, it's a rogue. <laughs> it's a roguelike, so you, you're supposed to beat it over and over again and, like, evolves every mm-hmm. time you play it. And I cleared it for the first time, and it was a sweaty... 28 minutes that it took me to clear. <laughs> Which actually, I looked it up, is pretty quick for your first clear. 28 Way minutes. to go. Felt good. I just got the perfect build. I had a spear that was like a machine gun. I was just walking around people, holding down People wide. have long told me that I have the perfect build, and I, I honestly don't see it, but, you know. It's because of that spear you carry around everywhere. <laughs> I'm currently so. writing a musical. There it is. And uh, it's called Prodigal. It's basically based off of the story of the prodigal son. It's just called Prodigal. <laughs> it's going to be great. Very good. <laughs> really scraping the bottom With of the, the barrel for that son. one, huh? Working on everything working else. On a musical everything called Goliath, else was. It's about Goliath. Nah, dude. Everything else was TVMA. <laughs> I'm all over there in Song of Solomon, bro. I was, I was like, you know, burlesquing up in here. And sure. You, do that. Mm. you think Cher would Speaking of burlesque, I'm Josh. And I'm doing a remake. It's called Prince of Gleegypt. And it has our good friend uh, Leah Michelle's in there singing a bunch of songs from like by like Sia and like uh, yeah. like, like probably Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. And like it's kind of just the Moulin Rougeification of the Prince of Egypt. But it is set in a high school with um, I think there's a character named Finn and it's probably going to come on Fox. So. Yes. My favorite part. My favorite part of that musical is the part where Pharaoh is like, "Love you, Ryan Murphy." Once you do this, Moses, there's no going back. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm yep. actually working. Moses, on- Moses is like twelve plagues in the house tonight. <laughs> he turns the river into wine, and or no, it's blood. Sorry, <laughs> it'd be so sick if it was wine. It would be. Oh. I'm working on a biographical musical about the life of my favorite Bible hero, Donny Osmond. Um, yeah. And this musical <laughs> is called uh, Less is Mormon. Mm. Oh, whoa. Great. There you go. Great. Is it Less is Mormon. Mormon. Yeah. Huh? Funny. 